0: what's up folks A Gator country this is none other than your boy David Soderquist along with Andrew Spivey and week two of college football is in the books in Florida made the work look easy in the first half against USF but the second half had its um, dramatic moments here but uh we'll get all into that here in a second but first man I have to go ahead and put it out there man go Jacksonville State (laughs) oh
1: wow Hey, there was the, the the after Florida after Florida it was like it was a good day. My South Alabama Jaguars come from behind to beat Bowling Green, and for the first time in our short program history, we're two and zero on the year. So there you go. go, Jags, and yeah. Then I get into bed. and I was watching the Braves game. Unfortunately, we lost, and then uh, I see the Jacksonville State thing, and holy cow! I mean, first of all, Miami barely pulls it out. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame barely pulls it out, and then Florida State loses on—I mean, prevent D. Come on, like you know, there there's ways to lose football games, but you know that the way Tennessee lost on the Heave to Cleve, there's no reason for that. You practice that every day in practice, every game. You just you play prevent D. Nobody gets behind you, and they did. Florida State's not back. Miami's not back. All of that lies, they're lies. Yeah. South Florida, by the way, they, they're one of the worst teams I've seen in a long time. Yeah. That is a bad, bad football team. I don't know what Jeff Scott's doing. I thought Jeff Scott would do much better at South Florida. Like, you know, Charlie Strong didn't do well there at all. Um, you know, Taggart was okay, but, like, they're they are bad. I, UCF would run them out the building.
0: Yeah, and, you know, we'll get it into where Emory Jones turns the ball over here. You know, the first turnover, they were right there at the goal line. And, and then on, what was it, third or fourth down, you snap the ball over the, uh, the quarterback's head, and it pushes you back mm. to kick a field goal. <laughs> you should have had seven points there. But as, as far as you go on with this FSU thing, man, I don't understand. And, and I know we're not. I'm not going to talk too much about it because we can talk about it at the end of the podcast. But, you know, you're four minutes and 30 seconds into that game. You're up by 10 points. You should not lose that game. Somehow some way Florida State still finds ways to lose games. And now you can't give us any Georgia Southern jokes anymore. So that that makes it even better.
1: The killer instinct, you know, and we'll talk about this in a second cuz it pisses me off with Florida. But there's a killer instinct about good programs and mm-hmm. I mean not good programs, good teams. Yep. Where when you get a uh, an opponent down, you just step on their throat, and you, you step on their throat, and and you you make them quit. You know, uh, I don't I don't I don't know that Georgia did that to UAB, but but yeah, they they did do that to UAB in a way. Um, they, so you. You want to see that, you know? Again, Florida State—they allowed Jacksonville State, who is a not good football team, to stick around. And, and guess what? They—they they found a way. UAB—that's their, you know, that was their everything. That was their championship right there. And UAB it just blew Jacksonville State out. And so you, you see that, and you just wonder, you know, like where is the? I don't know. I, where? Where? Where are things for them? Because for me, that's a lack of culture. That is a lack of, you know, a program with an identity and a program who's trending up. Don't lose those football games because these are Norvell's guys for the most part. These are guys that Norvell is bringing in and, and they're starting that mentality. It's not good.
0: Yeah, we also found out that Notre Dame is a little overrated as well. Um, Kind of, you know, should have probably lost to Toledo, but wound up pulling it off. And it, now that... Florida State thought they were all high and mighty, almost knocking off the number nine team. The number nine team does not look like the number nine team at all. As a matter of fact, the number nine team looks like they should be the number 50th team in the nation.
1: So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's Notre Dame every year, you know, they're every year. They, they say they're good every year. They're, they're supposed to be back and every year they're not back. And, you know, I, just didn't good. Uh they're um they're not a good football team. Um, you know, we talk about Miami. Um they're really bad. They're really yeah. bad. 25 13, they barely beat App State. And App State's not, you know, a walkover anymore, but still 25 25 23, excuse me. Um, not not a good game for them. They're just uh they're not a good program either. Uh and uh then Florida's opponent next week, uh Alabama beat Mercer. 48 14 and um, Nick Saban was pissed. Oh, yeah. He was pissed. Um, 48, you know, 48 14, you win by 34 points and um, he he used the rat poison again. It's rat poison that, you know, the, the guys are thinking too much and looking at the scoreboard. They didn't look good on Saturday at all. And, um, you know, but like Florida, they found a way to win and I, they came out a little more healthy, but not as much. I mean, not fully healthy either and we'll yeah. get into that in a minute but um both teams are coming into this game uh undefeated but with some injuries
0: yeah and, and as as pissed off as dick saban is he's coming into week three playing florida at home and he's this pissed off you've you've got some issues uh, that's I, I could have a million words for that right now i always think you like, want
1: bama to blow out the team yeah they play before Mm-hmm. Because you don't want Saban pissed, you don't want Saban with any fuel in his fire,
0: right? And and you know you talk about that killer mentality that Saban has. Where like you don't see that here. All you see like and I and I don't want to sound like a jerk, but you see Dan Mullen beating around the bush every time he's asked questions in press conferences. He doesn't give you a straight answer. He doesn't he doesn't have the fire that I think that he had back in 2018 when he's here with the Gator standard and hold on to the rope and and all that. I just don't see it, and maybe he's just more comfortable at his spot, and he got put in, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to impress somebody when he came in. Now he's more comfortable in his spot. He just got his new, his new contract. So maybe all that Gator standard stuff and all that stuff still exists, but he's not putting forth as much energy as it was to me as he was before. When I see Nick Saban get mad for blowing out a team 34 points when he thinks he should have blew him out by 60, that's one of the head coaches that I would love to have on my team. Cause like yeah. today, like like we're gonna talk, we're gonna discuss this game. You had USF on their heels already, thirty-five to three at halftime. And even in my mind, I was saying, "Man, this game's gonna be like sixty to to three or seventy to three. Yeah. And then you come out after halftime and only score
1: one touchdown. You got beaten the second half, seventeen yeah. to seven. You, I mean, you know, and and I mean, obviously, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's taken, uh, you know, off. Uh, a trophy for, for winning the second half. But if you're USF, I'm sure Jeff Scott went into the to the locker room and he said, go out and win the second half. It's all you can control, win the second half. They did. Um, you look at Florida after halftime, interception, interception, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, touchdown punt into the game. Yep. Um, it was 42 20 and Nowhere in that game did I think it was close in that USF was going to win that football game. USF is one of the worst football teams that I've seen in a long time at the division one level. They're bad. 283 yards, total offense in the game. They're there's bad. They're, they're not a good football team. They're not going to win very many games. I would say they, they win less than four games, probably two or three games this year. They're a bad, bad football team. Um, Florida, on the other hand, puts up 666 yards of offense, yeah. the most since 2008. And I know that it comes off as us sounding petty, sounding, you know, uh, any words you want to put it here. But there's not much good that you can take away from that game on Saturday. Um You had Anthony Richardson get hurt. Gene DeLance get hurt. uh, Ventrell Miller went down with an injury um, in the game. It doesn't look like that's going to be severe. Um, And you didn't play well in the second half. Um, Did Florida hold some stuff back? Yeah, I'm sure they did. But the little things that you wanted to improve, you know, we talk about it, and, and David, you and I talked about it on Friday. The goal for this week was to get better than week one. Yeah. This team didn't get better from week one to week two.
0: No, and you saw the same – Mistakes from Emory Jones in the second half. The first half, he was fine. Looked great. Looked like he was finally kind of turning around the corner a little bit and maybe just had a bad game. Maybe had a bad first game against an FAU team that, you know, obviously we should have beat. But then you see the same mistakes. He's staring down his receivers. He's throwing to people in triple coverage. He he gets to the goal line. Anthony Richardson brings you all the way down to, what was it, the third three- or four-yard line? with with a first down and you can't even punch it in. You can't you, you make crappy decisions at the end of that drive and then you throw it in triple coverage on the fourth on the uh, fourth down play, which could have been another interception. And yeah. you throw two more interceptions, needless interceptions for no reason. One should have been a pick-six, and if it was against Alabama, it would have been a pick-six. And you know, you just saw the same mistakes from Emory Jones. I mean, he had an excellent first half, but good grief, dude. The second half, I mean, just It looked like night and day. You had good Emory Jones in one half, bad Emory Jones in the second. And, uh, you know, as in his press conference, he said, he goes, he looked at his mistakes on film, and, you know, he's going to improve. He's going to do all this. It it didn't – it looked like he did from the first half. The second half, I just was like, good grief. And the only reason that game was even close was because of those turnovers. I mean,
1: Florida should – Four for eight in the second half. Four for eight. Four
0: for eight for two interceptions. And and how many yards did he have in the second? twenty-eight, uh,
1: 32, 27 yards. He threw an he threw one that was behind the line of scrimmage that went for negative five yards. So uh, you know, yeah. here's the thing for me. And I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm giving up on Emory Jones. But I've seen enough of Emory Jones for there to be a quarterback competition. Now there's not a quarterback controversy this week because Anthony Richardson on his long 80 yard run uh, pulls his hammy and, you know, he strained his hammy and uh, you know, I've been around the game enough to know that that's not something you want out of your quarterback, uh, especially a guy that is mobile, who likes to run. Mm -hmm. Um, He's questionable for the game is what we heard after all the tests on Sunday. We're taping this on Sunday. So as of Sunday night, he's questionable. Uh, he he's probably going to be limited in, the, in this week, uh, in practice, and we'll see how much he's able to go. I'm not a doctor. I'm obviously, you know, don't have the opportunity to to see Emory or Anthony scans. Wouldn't know if I seen him anyway. What that would mean, but still, you're you're able to see that, and you say this is going to be Emory Johnson's game for the most part. Yeah. Anthony may have a, a little bit here, but. There's nothing that I've seen so far from Emery that gives me confidence he can do it. Now, maybe Dan Mullen is throwing us all for a freaking loop, and mm-hmm. Emory has just done nothing in the first two games on purpose. Maybe, seen it before, wouldn't be smart, but maybe. Maybe he comes out and looks like a totally different guy I guess out there. If he will, I'll come back and eat my words. But for Dan to come out after the, the game and his quotes, you know, were just – they were that. I mean, you know, when when asked if uh when asked if Emory Jones was his guy, he said, Well, yes, why wouldn't he be? Uh, you know, and, and he comes back and he says, you know, we're grateful we have two quarterbacks. They're they're both doing really well. But then he goes on this long list of things of what Anthony does wrong. And I get it. You don't want Anthony's head to get too big. He needs to continue to improve. And nobody's saying Anthony Richardson's where he needs to be as a polished quarterback to, to be playing on you know every game and to win a national title. Nobody's saying that. But he continues, and I get it in a way, Emory needs to be coddled a little bit. His confidence needs to be boosted up a little bit. But at, at some point, whether it's to the media, whether it's to the fans, or whether it's just behind the scenes, Anthony Richardson has deserved the opportunity to lead this football team. Yeah. This football team is a different football team when Anthony Richardson is in the game at quarterback. That That's just the, that's just the truth. There's no way of hiding it. You know, we always say the eye test does everything. I'm a guy you can throw every number at me in the world. I don't care. I want to see what my eyes tell me. My eyes aren't going to lie to me, and my eyes are telling me Anthony Richardson gives this team a better chance to win football games.
0: Right, he went 3-for-3 for for 152 yards, two passing touchdowns, also four rushes for 115 yards and a touchdown, averaging 50.7 yards per pass and averaging 28.8 yards per rush with a passer rating of 745.6. Yeah, that kid is a freak of an athlete, and you know what? All the offense that he had in that game was over one-third of the total offense of the whole team in seven plays. Seven plays, he had over one-third of the offense for that team. And you're going to allude to last week. He did the same thing. He had the same magic. There's one thing about playing teams that you should beat and pulling off great plays like that. But for somebody, it doesn't even matter what opponent it is. For somebody to be that consistent and pull off that much yardage, even if it is against a FCS team or a lower-rated team, that is really hard to do. Like, consistently, that's really hard to do. It's like... There was a stat posted by ESPN that said Anthony Richardson is the first quarterback to pass over 100 yards and rush over 100 yards in a game since Tim Tebow came on campus. I mean, that's impressive. I don't care. I've seen I've seen enough in two games to know that Anthony Richardson's the better quarterback right now. Obviously, he's 100% the better quarterback. And like you said, Andrew, maybe Dan Mullen's throwing us for a loop. Maybe he knows Emory Jones. I mean, Emory, he's one of those guys that schemes around the strengths of his quarterbacks. So, I think, honestly, he's going to come into the Alabama game with a different scheme and a different plan. Obviously, it's, it's Alabama. you got to have a different kind of scheme or or whatever to play. We different haven't seen reach.
1: the kitchen sink of the playbook. We
0: yeah. haven't, no, and we haven't. And, but what concerns me the most is the mistakes that Emory Jones makes are what rookies do in their first year as a freshman starting, and he's been in the system for almost four years. So that's really concerning. Now, it could be the fact that, you know, Dan Mullen said, hey, let's try this. Just go ahead and try this, see if it works. We're up 35-3 to three here. Let's try this and see if it works. You don't know what he's telling Emory Jones on the sidelines. So Emory Jones may be doing things that he's not comfortable with, and he's like, okay, and he's throwing it in triple coverage, and there's two interceptions and all that. Because you notice at the beginning of the game, Emory Jones wasn't making those kind of mistakes at the beginning of the game because the game was technically still on the line. It's 0-0, zero, zero, and you've got to... You got to build yourself to where you can make mistakes, right? So maybe right. he got a little bit more comfortable and started trying new things. We don't know that. I mean, like we have no clue. But I think, I think there's an upside to Emory Jones. I just don't trust his quarterback IQ right now. I don't because I haven't seen. The, I haven't seen
1: enough. Well, the thing for me is this, and that is Alabama's going to come into this game. Nick Saban's not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> He just don't – you don't win like he does. He's not stupid. He's going to go in this game, and whether it be Emory or whether it be Anthony, the ball's going to have to go in the air yeah. for Florida to come out with a win on Saturday, period, In yeah. a discussion. If the ball doesn't go in the air on Saturday and and Florida doesn't throw for 250, 300, Florida's not winning this football game because Alabama is going to stop the running game. They're going yeah. to – that is going to be their mission. Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson are going to have a spy on them every single solitary play. And unlike FAU and unlike South Florida, they have SEC linebackers that can run with you. Yep. They got dudes who can run with you. Um, I don't know that I trust Emory on on that to throw the ball. And I, I say this respectfully, but he, it, he's thinking too much out there. Yep. And I don't know... I don't know what that is. I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's a he doesn't trust himself. He doesn't, you know, trust, doesn't understand something. I don't know what it is, but he's thinking way too much. Um, he's he's late on everything. You know, you, you've seen the, the comeback route. that should have been a pick six. Ball needs to be thrown five seconds beforehand. The ball should have been hitting him as he turned around, not you throwing it as you turn around. The the interception that was into triple coverage, that ball has to be thrown away or to someone else. You had another check down receiver. Check it down. Be done with it. Um you, you have to do that stuff. Um, you know, he had the the fourth down play where it was in the end zone and, and he overthrew Elkison. Yep. You, you 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 can't throw that ball there that ball has to be thrown up inbounds so Nick can go get it that's your tight end go get it you, you can't throw it out of bounds there and it's just there's so many things that are uh, uh, that concern me as in things that aren't fixable with mechanic wise the the mental part of things and, and that's the part that concerns me and scares me is things are so slow for him right now Um Things are not slowing down to the point where it's just habit. You mm-hmm. know, it, it seems like everything's going 100 miles an hour for him. So uh, those are the things that are concerning to me. And, um, you know, the offense line, for the most part, played well. They did rotate a lot of guys, yeah. but you did see some pressure. And if you've seen pressure from USF, yeah. guess what's coming?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a freight train. That's what's going.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, but
0: you're right. There, there's some drives where I've seen Emory Jones in this FAU-USF game where he played great. He would drive the team down three minutes, get a score, get a touchdown, get off the field. And sometimes even, like, I mean that that shot he took to Xavier Henderson, it was a 50-50 shot. But that was the most
1: beautiful ball that I've seen Emory Jones throw.
0: It was accurate. Yeah.
1: It was it was Xavier or nobody.
0: Yeah, and and that's the kind of stuff you like to see. And he's and from what I've seen from Emory Jones, he throws the deep ball pretty accurately. Right. The problem is is you've got to get him schemed enough to where, you know, where, like Kyle Trask. And I'm not going to compare him to Kyle Trask because Kyle Trask was an elite quarterback in himself. You've got to get him to where he's got so much of familiarity with his receivers that he's able to hold on to the football within two seconds, knows where to go with it, at least. He can go through those reads within two seconds, knows where to go with it, or throw it out of bounds, or whatever that he has to do. Dump it off to a running back if he's getting, if he's getting pressured, whatever. And you don't see that. You, you see him, he's just, it's like a Treon Harris kind of like moment. It's giving me flashbacks almost of where well, Treon Harris would sit there with the football for five, six seconds, then eventually just throw it out of bounds or take a sack. And you don't want to see that. Or, you know, or throw and, an interception.
1: And yeah, and not to interrupt you here, but you know, you, you all, and again, this isn't fair to say with Emory, but I'm just saying, when the elite quarterbacks, the experienced quarterbacks, Nine times out of ten, when they get to the line of scrimmage and they see the defense, they know where they're going Yeah, with the ball. I don't know that that's the case there. Um, they trust their guys that they're going to be there. I talk about the comeback route. You have to trust it on that comeback route. I, was it was it Xavier, I, think it was, I believe? Or I think was it, it was Xavier. Or, was it, or, or, or shorter. One of the two. You have to trust those guys that they're going to make that route and they're going to be there on that comeback route. You have to trust, guess what? Throw the ball. If they're not there, that's on them. Yeah. Now, us fans, we're gonna gripe at you because guess what? We only seen you throw an interception. But behind the scenes, you're gonna be okay. When you throw the ball late like that, there's nothing good that's ever gonna come of a comeback route that's thrown late. Nothing ever good. A cornerback is flying up with the opportunity, to take it back the other way. It's never good. Um you know, it's even the stuff across the middle um, is late. And th- that's the stuff that's going to get you in trouble is, is, is that. And, you know, when you, when you go against a team like Bama, who is going to make everything speed up even further, that's where my concern becomes of, oh, oh Lord, like it's speeding up even faster. He was already not comfortable when it was slower. Like, where is it going to be?
0: Yeah, and you bring up a good point with that. And as I alluded to earlier, Dan Mullen liked to scheme around his quarterback strengths and his weaknesses. And we've seen Dan Mullen do it with way lesser talent. Like Nick Fitzgerald yeah. was not a highly rated quarterback. Dak Prescott wasn't a highly rated quarterback. He won quarterback. football games
1: with Felipe Franks. Right.
0: And, you know, if you can win football games with Felipe Franks, yeah, you can win football games with Emory Jones. So I, I expect the game plan coming into week three to be a lot different. It's gonna I think the offense is going to look... A lot different, whether it's bad or good. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, the, the decisions that, like I said, from, I see from Emory Jones is just, it's, it's baffling. But at the same time, maybe that's not what he was supposed to do. Maybe that's not what he schemed Emory Jones to do in the first place. We'll find out in week three.
1: Um, we used to have a saying around here, and I, I, I'm the biggest one who does it. And every game, every big game, Dan Mullen finds a, a weakness in the team. Yeah. And you'll see him go with that. Go back to Mississippi State um, his first year. Speed option. Mississippi State couldn't touch it. But he and he ran it to death. Speed option. The LSU game that year. LSU, for whatever reason, played 10 yards off the ball and he stand past, screen past them to death. Yeah. To death. Georgia last year, will route. They yeah. couldn't stop a tight end and a will route to save their life, and he will routed them and tightened them to death. Bama last year, they couldn't stop Kadarius Tony going straight up the middle from his slot position at the slot receiver all game long, and he went back to it. So there was going to be something in this game that Dan Mullen goes to, and and it's going to look different. And I hope, hope that whatever it may be, it helps Emory Jones there. If not, the leash has got to be very quick if Anthony Richardson's healthy. You cannot – you see Gurbin Dexter after the game tweeted and he deleted it um, where he was thinking. And we all think that was to do with, you know, the quarterback thing. I don't know. We'll see. You can't lose the football team over your quarterback position. You can't. You cannot, you know, he said after the game, it's not a seniority thing. It's nothing like that. He picks the best person to win the football game. We're going to see. Right. I hope it's Emmer Jones, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I, I always used to say seniority over skill with Dan Mullen, but we'll I've see that. i the same thing for a while. Um, it, it also just depends on Anthony Richardson, the extent of his injury though too, because if, he's, if, he's, if his hamstring is still not 100%, they're not going to roll him out there. And it's well, like, you can't because
1: yeah. – what does fifty percent or Anthony Richardson give you?
0: We don't know. It gives you nothing, and it and it and it could set him up for an even more extensive injury to where we may right. not even have him. I mean, here. you
1: tear it off the bone, you're in trouble, and you're gone for the year. Right. You know, while this is a huge game, the game's coming up. You know, Jacksonville that that determines whether you get to Atlanta. You're you're you have the opportunity to face Alabama twice. Alabama's gonna will probably win the West. I a may give him a run. I don't think so. But, but you can't risk the season.
0: Yeah, and, and me personally, I even talked to somebody on Twitter about it, and I said, look, I would rather Emory Jones play this game, and if Richardson's hurt, rest him. Don't put him in the game. I'd rather save him for Georgia, Tennessee, whatever game he's going to be available for. And, you know, if you roll Emory Jones out there and you lose to Alabama, so what? So be it. If you can... If you can win with Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson the rest of the year and play him again in the SEC Championship, I'm not mad at that. So, if Anthony Richardson is hurt, I say don't play him. But I I would love to see him play, don't get me wrong, but I'd say don't play him. But, uh, I mean, there were some other interesting stats from this game, though. Um, There was three players that would average over 10 yards per rush. Anthony Richardson was one of them, 28.8 Damian Pierce, five rushes for 55 yards, averaging 11 yards per rush. And so did DeMarcus Bowman, three rushes, 33 yards, averaging 11 yards per rush. So there was three people that averaged over 10 yards per rush this game. And, uh, you know, that's the typical Dan Mullen offense. But that's good to see that Florida is still able to get push against teams that they should get pushes from. And, And I'm curious to see when Alabama comes to town, well, how much of a push they're going to get. I, I highly doubt they're going to be able to run the ball like this against Alabama. But you got to figure there's got to be some kind of options, some, some out routes or something like that, that they're going to set up for Alabama. because Well, you, you haven't seen you, the wheel route. you got to throw the defense off. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot.
1: You haven't seen the tight end get involved. You know, you only had really uh, two, two, to my memory, and my memory sucks, but um, Elkinson in the end zone was the only – to the to the receiver i mean so it's tight end. um it was really interesting though after that one drive damian pierce was mia yeah. um for the and mullen said that's because of the deep uh running back room and everything else uh they did do a lot of rotating on the offensive line uh michael Tarquan played a ton at right tackle obviously uh gene delance uh Bothered his, hurt his knee, uh, aggravated his knee. We'll see where he is for the, uh, the Bama game was on crutches after the game. So we'll see where he's at after the game, uh, for the Bama game. Uh, but Tarquan played well, I thought. Uh, Braun got a lot of run at at right tackle. And I yeah. thought he played, you know, pretty good. Um, was able to see uh, Will Haird play a little bit. Um, I know I'm missing somebody. There was a lot of guys that play. Um, so that was good. Yeah. Um, had a lot of guys play on defense. Uh, I thought that was uh, a, another good thing. And, and by the way, props to Jacob Copeland, man. The man yeah. finally went out there. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I texted you during the game, I said, uh, he would be the first receiver since 14 to have a 200 yard uh, receiving game. It was crazy. Demarcus Robinson was the last one, and um, yeah, D Rob. Yeah, uh, hey, Copeland put it together. I was, was glad to see that he he had a good game. Uh, like you said, Xavier Henderson had that beautiful touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was fantastic. There, um, Damian Pierce had the uh, the one catch. And um, again, overall, you know there was there was some good things um, in, in the game. It goes back to to what we said a little bit, and that is you want to see that killer instinct that put your foot on the throat. This game should have been fifty five to nothing. 60 yeah. to nothing yep. or 60 to three, whatever. Maybe you want that killer instinct, but there was some good things there. Um, uh, I thought there was a little, you know, some stuff on defense that was good and some things that were bad as well. Uh, I thought Diabate played well, I thought Tyron Hopper played well for the most part. For the most part, yeah. um, Rashad Torrance played well. Kyrie Elam got the first interception of the year there. Uh, Zach Carter, him and Jeremiah Moon, those two guys, they just continue to play really, really good ball um Avery Helm I, you know he had some good moments and then he struggled some but Darius Perkins played really well I think Jason Marshall though definitely has a little bit of that freshman in him, where he's still learning he's yeah. taking some chances that maybe he shouldn't um I, I'm gonna say you got to give the nod to Perkins this week at, at that corner
0: yeah I, I love Jadarius Perkins man he's consistently for the past two games made plays whether it's been rushing or passing in coverage I like Jadarius Perkins. I think he needs to get more starting time, to be honest, if you ask me. And Jason Marshall obviously has a skill set, but he's got to learn. He's just he's a freshman guy out there. And, you know, uh, you know, Chris Steele was one of the guys that was supposed to be tabbed to have that position. He, he transferred to USC. He didn't really do too hot last night against Stanford. We'll get into that later. But uh, as far as the receivers, yeah, Jacob Copeland, man, he had five receptions for 175 yards and two touchdowns. Averaging 35.5 yards per reception. So that's fantastic. That's elite right there, if you want to ask me. But there's five other receivers that would average 10 yards per reception. Xavier Henderson, Justin Shorter, Rick Wells, and Damian Pierce also would have an average of 10 yards or more per reception. So overall, I mean, through the receiving game and all that, it is actually pretty good, just minus those two bad interceptions and. You know, Emory Jones throwing it in triple coverage a couple times. Um, you know, he's going to have to learn from that. Alabama's coming up week three. But overall, receiving-wise, a great game. A great game. I can't complain. Uh, defense looked stout. Defensive line played pretty good. I'm not going to say they played elite. They played pretty good. They only had one sack the the whole game. But, uh, you know, they— you A know, lot they of had... that,
1: though, was USF, Dinkin' and Duncan. And... Yeah. They were definitely trying to get rid of the ball. And McLean did a better job of, I felt like, of when the pressure was coming, stepping up in the pocket.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you, I mean, they did have seven tackles for loss. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, I guess when a quarterback runs and he rolls out and he gets tackled, that doesn't really count as a sack. I guess they count that as a tackle for loss. So, I mean, right. as, as, as long as you can get a loss on, or you can get a no gain or a loss on a play. That's something you like to see from the, the defensive line there. So, I mean, like I said, they they played good. I think they could have played better to me. I think I saw a little bit better play from the defensive line last week against FAU, but overall, defensive line didn't play bad. The good thing is you came out of the game mostly healthy. I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there, it, and, you know, I don't like to see a player get injured no matter what, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people with the Lance getting injured aren't too upset about that one uh, just because of what people say about the Lance out there, but... Anthony Richardson with the hamstring, we're going to have to see. Um, I'm pretty sure what. They'll probably do, what, another MRI, maybe Friday to to look at it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you'll, you know, usually from, from my experience with it, from, you know, having a couple guys who dealt with that, you know, it's just ice it's recovery, recovery, recovery. And then, you know, he'll try to do some light jogging probably I'd say probably Tuesday or so, uh, and see how it is. And then if it's still bothering him on Friday, then, you know, maybe another MRI, but they'll, you know, it's, it's more, it's more about letting that calm down because it's very easy to tear it off the bone. if, if you push it too much and, you know, have a significant, now, you know, in baseball, you know, the, the one is significant enough that they go on the 15 day DL or IL now, or, and um, you know, you miss a couple of weeks, so you don't want that to happen. So you obviously want to baby it as much as you can. And, you know, I guess it goes back to this and that is how much does, does Dan trust Emory? And, and I think that'll be kind of what we see a little bit. Yeah, um,
0: I, I'm not going to say the jury's out on Emory right now because we're going to see what happens when they play SEC play. The, yeah. the offense is going to change. The scheme's going to change. So maybe maybe we see a different Emory Jones. Who knows? But uh, Anthony Richardson. I will say
1: this, too, With uh, as far as um, DeLance goes. I thought Lance had been playing pretty good. Yeah, uh, he actually, He hasn't been playing bad at all. You know, I, I thought he's been playing pretty good um, overall. And, you know, hey, I'm glad to see it. You know, I I never I never bash a guy. Um, for for you know coming back and trusting yourself nobody in the world probably besides john hevesy and gene delance trusted that he could come back and get better but he did he did and hey he's he's looked better now is it fau in south florida i don't know but last year he didn't even look good against those two teams so uh sure. more power to him um You know, you have uh, one thing that will be interesting in this game is uh, Bama has uh, Will Will Anderson, who's their you know top outside linebacker um, slash you know rush end. Uh, He's gonna he possibly could miss the game on Saturday. Um, You know, we'll see. He had to leave the game early. Um, Some are saying he'll be questionable for that in the knee injury. So, you know, we'll we'll see where that goes on uh, on Saturday. but overall, like you said, I, I thought it was a good day overall um, as far as getting guys out there. Um, you'd love to get out of there injury-free. You'd love to put up more points. But guess what? It's USF. So if you go out against Bama and you win 24-20 or 3 to nothing, not a soul in the world is going to be crying.
0: Right. And a lot of people were questioning the defense at the towards the end of the game. But a lot of those guys were second and third team guys out there on defense. So I, I... – I know for a fact that if Florida's starting defense was out the rest of that game, I don't even think USF would have scored a touchdown, but maybe on the turnovers, but anything else, but yeah, I mean, you
1: you had to look at it too. I mean, they got some points off turnovers in the game and you know, it just, there wasn't a fire in the second half. No, there was. Um, and you know, you, you, you like to see that, um, obviously, but there there wasn't. And you you, got to fix it. That's just what it is. You got to fix it. Um, you, you gotta get better. I mean, the same team that showed up to FAU and the same team that showed up to USF doesn't beat Alabama. But guess what? Alabama has to get better for Mercer. They played like crap. Uh, as yeah. Nick Saban said, the rat poison's out there for them. So um well, hopefully gotta they- improve and uh gotta get healthy. Um Ventral Miller, you gotta hope he's good. Um, you know, I know people say that about Delance, but you want Gene DeLance to be healthy. You want him yep. to be ready to go. You want options there. Uh, if Michael Tarquin struggles, you want Gene DeLance to be able to get in there. Um, you you want to be healthy. You want Anthony Richardson to be able to play. Um, even if he only gives you a little bit, you need to be healthy in this game. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be an awesome atmosphere. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. so pumped for it. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked for it. SEC Nation's coming. Um, Tebow will be in the house. I, I'm pumped. I'm ready to see it. I am uh, – here, hoping and and praying that Emory is ready to go, and he shows out, and it's a it's a different ball game on Saturday.
0: Yeah, me too, man. I'm actually really pumped. It's a sold out crowd there. Like you said, SEC Nation's going to be there. It, it what I alluded to earlier. Don't worry about Anthony Richardson, man. It's a small injury. He'll be fine. He'll be able to play sometime at some point this year, as long as he keeps it rested and they put him out on the field in, in due time. So whether he plays. Hey. The, and know, maybe,
1: maybe it's what Emory needs not to look over his shoulder. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll see. Yeah. This is what you come to the university of Florida for. And, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. This is not FSU. This is not Miami. You come to the university of Florida to beat the Alabama's of the world. The, you, you, this, you want to get back to the standard where you go into this game and you say, man, it's a toss up. These are two really good football teams. These two teams are. This is a playoff game in the swamp. That's what you're getting back to. That's what. That's what you want to see all week from Dan Mullen. That's what you want to see all week from his guys. Talking this game up. This is the game. I mean, yeah. you come to the University of Florida to play on big time SEC football games on CBS at three thirty in the afternoon in a sellout swamp. We haven't had a sellout swamp in a long time. That the swamp hasn't been rocking since you know two years now. It's it's time. This is it. You know, there, there's no more. You know, Emory, put USF behind you. It's Alabama time. Play your best. You want to be a guy who goes to the NFL. Saturday's your opportunity to shut up everybody and say, Hey, I'm the starting quarterback at the University of Florida and I just beat the University of Alabama. So shut up. That's what he needs to do.
0: Right. Let's put up or shut up time for Emory Jones. And if he has a he has a fantastic game against Alabama, he will definitely be the starting quarterback. And and, and yeah. I'll look at him differently too. If he can light Alabama up throw zero interceptions and have less mistakes and and the offense looks completely different because of the game plan, I'll be all for Emory Jones. But right now, from what I see from the eye test, Anthony Richardson's the better quarterback. We'll see, though, coming week three. So I, yeah. I'm pretty pumped, man. I got
1: some bass in my voice talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's me. I mean, I, I get pumped. I mean, this is what you come for. right? You know, these are the games you come for. You said you were six points under Alabama last year. Okay. Yeah. You're at the Swamp in your crowd that's going to be sold out. The Swamp is one of the loudest football you know, atmospheres in the world. It's going to be there on Saturday. It's going to be rocking at 3.30 when that ball is kicked, or 3.35 or 3.37, whatever stupid time CBS throws out there. It's going to be rocking. Defense come out. Defense can help Emory Jones. Yeah. Defense come out. Bryce Young's a, a freshman. He hasn't played in front of this. Yep. He hasn't seen ninety five thousand people hating his guts. But guess what? There's going to be ninety thousand people hating his guts on Saturday. It's an opportunity. Go out, shine. We're going to get into more of Alabama talk, but I'm fired up. I mean, just it. This is what you play for.
0: Right, and this will be the toughest defense that he has played so far, too. So you got to think about that because Miami, yeah. Miami's just terrible.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean Miami's terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Mercer's not good. And yeah. you know, uh, the, the the you know the the thing you know is this, and that is Alabama's going to come in ready to play. Yep, their, their defense is going to come in ready to play. Their offensive line is going to come in ready to play. And I always say this, but an, a good offensive line can play anywhere in the country road, neutral, home games, whatever it may be. You know that's coming. So far, Florida's defensive line has been one of the best in the country. Yep, It's going to be best against best. And if if Florida can come out and and give Emory some time to settle into this game, and I know we're getting deep into this, but there's opportunity here. You know, th- this is not a wash by any means. No. Is, is Florida the underdog here? Absolutely. It was 15 points, I think, at one point. Yeah. They're an underdog. But guess what? If you're if you're Emory, if you're Florida, you take that 15 points of disrespect. Yeah, and, and the
0: mm-hmm. energy is also different for a big time SEC game, especially at home. The players play harder. Uh just they're all amped up. The players are amped up and they're gonna play differently. So yeah, I, I just I, I want it to be Saturday already. <laughs> I can watch the game at 3 30. But uh, you know, uh there was other games this week. If you want to go over some other games here, uh, I, I did pick
1: Oregon. To win against Ohio State, you did, yeah. man. I mean, Ohio State with they couldn't they couldn't stop the run, and man, uh, even without Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, those yeah. guys just balled out. Uh, here's the thing for me, and that is, I don't know that either team is great. Um, Ohio State's going to have some trouble with some teams because of their their inability to stop the run, yeah. um, and then. They're not great on offense either. Uh, Oregon, when they get when they get Thibodeau back, they're gonna they're gonna be ready to go. Um, I did get one right though that you didn't. What's that? Which one? I think you did. I was thinking about that Arkansas early. put a yeah. pounding, <laughs> yeah, they did. pounding, on Tennessee. I mean, on uh, Texas. I mean, whoa boy!
0: Yeah, that was a. Uh, I watched that game when it they were up by two touchdowns. Arkansas did the same thing. They ran the ball down their throats like the whole game. Texas could not stop the run at all. And, yeah. you know, Texas talks about, oh, I want to be in the SEC. And me and Oklahoma, we want to join the SEC. Well, you just lost to one of the worst teams in the SEC West. Do you really want to be in the SEC now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was. One of the worst, Oof. though. I think LSU might top that one this year. I'm not sure.
1: but <laughs> Yeah. Georgia. Georgia wins, as as noted. Who uh, ended up winning the Iowa-Iowa State game? I think it was Iowa. Yeah, let me uh look like Iowa won this
0: game. It was pretty close. It was a 27 to 17 game. So Iowa did win the game.
1: So I think I did pick Iowa. I I you did. did. You did. I'm looking at it. I went with Iowa State and that didn't turn out very well, but um we'll Tol- see here. Toledo almost beat Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> so now we know yeah. I, so now we know Notre Dame and Florida State are overrated. <laughs> yeah. I think Notre Dame is more overrated than I've ever seen them.
1: That's saying a lot.
0: That is saying a lot. That's that's till that was till what the uh, 2012 national championship game. Yeah, as bad as they are overrated there.
1: <laughs> uh, Josh Heupel, welcome to Tennessee because Pitt comes back ah. and uh, blows them out. South Carolina barely beats East Carolina. Um, there was another one here. Missouri, Missouri. No- I mean, Kentucky knocked off Missouri. Um, Let's see here. That yeah, was a good game, too. Yeah, what was it? Uh, they were trailing. Uh,
0: yeah, for a while. I, it was yeah. it was pretty cool. I think this final score was like 41 to 35 or
1: forty.
0: 35-28. 35-28, yeah, something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, that was was a good one. So, um, uh, you know, some good games uh, around the uh, around the country, and oh, you know, it always gets it always gets better now that conference play is getting going, and you know, it's uh it's about to be time in the uh, in the SEC to get going. Uh, let me go back here and see here who, who we picked. Uh, Stanford, player wise, Stanford took
0: USC to the woodshed too. They did. That was a uh, surprise. There was a lot of upsets, man. A lot of close games. A lot of upsets. You know, my Miami, uh, Miami upsets Appalachian
1: State. Yeah, you know. for real. That was that was bad. Uh, so I went with Damian Pierce. You did go with Damian
0: Pierce. I forgot. And I don't
1: him. know. I mean, he looked good. Five five rushes, fifty five yards, and he had a touchdown. Um, I mean, he had I, a catch. I could give you a win for that because it wasn't his fault. He
0: wasn't in the game afterwards because they okay. they did a lot with Naquan Wright.
1: I'll take it. Hey, I'm all for taking some uh, some moral victories here. I'll give you. Um, I'll give you a moral
0: victory. How about that? Is that count? You like went with Justice point?
1: Shorter, and I yeah. don't <laughs> know about
0: that one now. <laughs> well, he uh, um he had a reception, I think. <laughs> Two for twenty
1: three, but yeah, that was. Uh, that wasn't very good.
0: Yeah, we'll <laughs> chalk that one up as a loss. There.
1: Yeah, I'm right. about to say we're not we're not we're not handing out um, that many moral victories. Well, here. hey, well, uh, hey, you
0: know what? Prove me wrong next week, Justin Shorter, and I'll I'll give you a pat on the back.
1: There you go. Zach Carter uh, was my pick, and it looked pretty good. I mean, yeah, but I don't know that I can take a win. Just three tackles, no sacks. Didn't have two and a half tackles for loss, but uh, yeah, I can't take a win. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Tradine right. was your pick? Yeah, I didn't see much of him. I really yeah, didn't. Only, one, only one tackle in the game. Didn't see him play a ton um in the game overall. Um they had a um, you know, they were rotating guys, obviously, to get a lot of play in time. So I think that hurt him a little bit. So uh you're gonna you're gonna take a goose egg so far. Let's I see. No, no moral
0: victories for me, man.
1: No moral victories. Um let's see here. I gotta I gotta figure out who my third pick was. Oh, Jason Marshall was my third pick. Ugh. Oh no, oh that's bad. Two tackles, but see, see I forget. I forget who I even picked. I'm, I'm, I'm looking here. Oh, you're going Anthony Richardson. That was your third pick. So. I picked the obvious he loss. one. He got hurt. He got. He, that's the loss.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that well. So we're so we both go one for three in the game. Not there the. About not the best of days. We're going to have to rebound there against uh, Nikki Saban. Eh? We, we, we're we asking the team to put up big time. We're going to have to put up big time. So, um, get ready. I'm I'm, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready, David.
0: I am, too. I'm going to be ready 3.30, and I will be drinking a beverage in my hand when that game starts. I might be drinking a, a few if, if we're losing pretty bad. But uh, let's, the, hope, let's hope we're
1: not. The uh, recruiting list, we'll get into that more on Friday. Loaded. Yep. Loaded. That's what you want. It's loaded. So um, a lot, lot to talk about on Friday. Um, it, but it's a good week. Um, you win. You're two and zero. You're playing Alabama, who's two and zero. Opportunity to go three and zero. That's all you can ask for, David. Right. It looks like uh, Auburn takes on Penn State next week too.
0: That'll be a good one there.
1: Yeah, um, Auburn's putting up points against uh, cupcakes, but uh, they're they're putting up points. They didn't do that under Gus. So hey, yeah. in Bo Nix looks like a quarterback.
0: I was about to say, Bo Nix looks a little bit more accurate this year than he did last year. So
1: Oh, and you got, maybe, George, you got uh Maybe that Bojangles Jangles uh, NLI that he uh, he got, maybe that <laughs> that's helping him out there.
0: And you got Georgia and South Carolina. Will there be another uh, last-minute miss field goal?
1: South Carolina upset? <laughs> yeah. Um, Stetson Bennett playing quarterback for now. I hope. Stetson Bennett is playing quarterback in Jacksonville. I hope he is playing quarterback in Jacksonville. That will get so ugly for Georgia, it won't even be funny. But he was better than JT was in week one.
0: Yep, he sure was. And South Carolina State's quarterback threw for 132 yards against Clemson this week. So you mean that JT and their quarterback might be on the same level?
1: Hey, maybe I've always said JT's not very good. So, David, get us out anyway. of here, man. We'll uh we'll we'll uh, be back Friday with lots to talk about. We got a ton to talk about on Friday as we break it down.
0: We will be back on Friday. Florida faces off against Alabama at home in the swamp, sold out. Harmonic Woods will probably be there. Unfortunately, I'll be here at home, but I will be there next week for the Tennessee game. But that'll do it, folks, for this episode of the GatorCountry.com podcast. You can follow me at SoderQuest GC on Twitter and you can follow Andrew Spivey at Andrew Spivey GC on Twitter as well. That'll wrap it up folks for this episode of the GatorCountry.com podcast.